a red-headed girl from St. Dalmo motioned for Johnny F. to get his car into position to start his race. For a moment, it had appeared that he would be facing off against the Purple Dragon's 1957 Chevy Bel Air convertible. This might have broken Johnny F. from his current funk, but it was not to be. Instead, a purple 1953 Chevy Corvette pulled to the line. This car was chromed as much under the hood as above, and when it ran, which was seldom, it always won big. The car belonged to the Dillon brothers, John and Fran, from Hollingdale. They were tall boys, but appeared smaller when compared to the Goliath size of their older brother Jonas, the unibrow, who owned the paint as Hollingdale High's basketball center. The Dillon boys were talking smack to anyone that would listen as the race prepared to commence. The jabs were more painful for Corvus High supporters, though, due to a rematch loss they had suffered to Hollingdale on the basketball court a few days earlier. Jenkins could sense that Johnny F. was about to do something dangerous, and she tried again to get him to leave. Unfortunately, Johnny F. had already traveled too far down that dark place within his soul, and he wasn't taking new messages. Without a word, he stood up and got in Buster's car. The cheerleader knew enough to get off and away from the fenders before the car began to move. Buster had just finished pouring a beer on someone's head, and he sprang toward the passenger seat of the car, still issuing taunts to the kids from Hollingdale. It was a rule of the race to run each car with two people, and Buster was always the wingman. Once his door was closed, Buster immediately engaged Johnny F. Bad luck drawing the Corvette. It's only the fourth time that car has run this year. Johnny F. watched as a red-headed girl made sure both cars were even on the line. When he spoke, his voice was flat. Oh, we will win this race. Buster's grin fell, and he looked quizzically at his leader before responding quietly. Hey, buddy, um... You're one of the best racers, maybe the best, but that Corvette has way more horses than we do. It will beat us off the line. The look on Johnny F.'s face made Buster stop speaking. When the team captain smiled, it was a smile twisted with hate that the bold-sized teenager swallowed hard. Buster, just like Jenkins, knew when Johnny F. was in one of his states— the big teen shut his mouth and put on his seatbelt. Right at the moment, the redhead dropped the handkerchief she'd been holding above her head. The Mercury came off the line better than usual, but as Buster had predicted, the Corvette was first out and immediately had a two-car-link lead. Ripping the gears with strategic fury, Johnny F. lessened the lead to a half-car-link. Despite their advance, the Blackbird's car was going to lose. Both cars were near maximum velocity, and within seconds, the Corvette would edge a few feet further away, and that is where they would be when the quarter-mile contest ended. Still, Johnny F. smiled. Looking directly at Buster, who was holding on to the car for dear life, he spoke, I told you we would win. What? Was all the reply Buster could squeeze out from between clenched teeth. Glaring at Buster with eyes that were now completely inhuman, Johnny F. explained the situation. Losing time is over. From here on out, we win it all. I win it all. At that exact moment, Johnny F. turned the car's wheel into the backside of the Corvette, 
causing his front fender to eat into the car's quarter panel. The bending of metal sounded like a scream, and Johnny F. screamed back at the sound with demented joy. A shower of sparks rippled across the Corvette as Johnny F. continued to turn into the vehicle and increase speed. The impact sent the small car sideways, and within moments it was flipping side over side into the ditch. The back axle of the car went spiraling into the air, and at least three of the car's tires blew as the car exited the ditch and slid into a small pasture. The Mercury shot past the finish line with only a dented right front fender. Buster's face was dripping with sweat and his mouth hung open. He stared at Johnny F. across the bench seat like he was facing every monster he had ever heard about all rolled up into one. What looked back at Buster was something much worse.